Like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm going to have to check this band out. That's good stuff. I really like this, yeah. They have another one called Albatross. Albatross, yeah, he says. It, it's pretty good, too. They play it uh, on, like on these boneyards. Oh, right. These boneyards. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, is that the uh, XM? Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That is awesome. Well, welcome back, G Hawks, episode 196. 196. Again, it seems like forever since we've recorded. I know. We have, we have actually, we took an actual break. We did. Yeah. And I think it was a badly needed break. I, I think I think it was uh, not badly needed, well deserved. Well deserved. Well deserved. And I do yes. feel refreshed. I have a better sense of clarity about me. I think, and as you know, I had a lot of stuff going on. Of course, oh yeah, yeah. not just with work, but my oldest daughter getting married. Yes, and uh, that was gosh a couple of weeks ago now. And producer Sean was uh, was there to I, to I witness was it. in attendance. It yep. was a lovely ceremony. You did a great job on your uh, on your father of the bride speech and you represented your family very well. Well, thank you so much for yes. saying that. I appreciate that. Yes. So, according to your wife, that means I did a really shitty job. <laughs> She's like, if Sean tells you you did a great job, it means you suck. <laughs> so, I'm not sure how to take that. Uh, well, I don't either. So, we uh this is going to be a little bit different format this evening just cuz we were all so busy and rushed before getting here. Um no script no, we're going completely scriptless. No, 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 scriptless, scriptless. Um, so let's bring our guest in, Jeff Fields. Well, let, let, let me just take a second no. first. Um, I wanted to catch up a little oh. bit on the the last two weeks. Okay. Uh, so we we had a show, and then it was it was it, has it been three weeks or two weeks since we've recorded? Yeah, probably three weeks. Wow, that's is that the longest? Because we had Thanksgiving, ever? and then yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, at least two weeks. But I, the good news is we are completely caught up now. Like all of our like yep. roadshow episodes have been posted mm -hmm. and we're completely caught up. So now we should get back in a rhythm yep. of releasing on a fairly regular basis so that when these episodes come out, they're not like out of whack because normally on the episodes we talk about some current events and that type thing oh yeah that are but coming then it up. Gets, then we go to a conference and then we yeah. do two shows in a week and right. then all of a sudden it's stacked up and yeah uh, yep. but we should talk real quick before we bring jeff in about yep. our 2024 friends of the program absolutely um we've had a really good response from all all, all mm -hmm. of our, our friends of the program i think yep. we have what two slots i think maybe two openings year? maybe two openings yep um, so, uh, I guess I, I, we're, we'll do an end of the year wrap up show, mm -hmm. but, um, it was really encouraging and really good to hear, uh, all of our friends of the program coming back for next year, yep. uh, plus some new ones mm -hmm. that we'll, we'll talk about more, uh, later, but if you are interested, there's still a couple spots left info yep. at the geoholics.com and uh we'll send you some more uh info and uh see what happens that's a good plug there sean i, I try look at you i try wow i'm impressed <laughs> i am impressed but uh yeah and thank you to our friends of the program absolutely I mean, loyal is an understatement and we couldn't do this without them oh one thousand percent yes exactly we couldn't buy all the swag we buy we couldn't promote the yeah, like, freaking geospatial community like we do my beer would not be as 
cold as yes. it is without <laughs> this lovely geoholics koozie, koozie exactly. that uh, is, is provided yeah. to us by our by our friends of the program. Yeah, yeah. And I love like when people send us pictures of you see that picture I sent you? Yeah, that's nuts. That was a sticker posted on a pole in Slo in a bar in Slovenia. Slovenia. <laughs> a geoholic sticker. Yes. <laughs> like, they obviously had to get that at Intergeo. It had to be Michael Gula somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but I was dying when I saw that. I'm like, oh my God, I gotta share this. Yeah. So yeah. funny. And another cool thing that's happening now is it's the end of the year and people are getting like their their Spotify reports, like most listened to songs, most listened to podcasts and things like that. So people are now sending us on like Instagram. I've gotten a few in the last couple of days of snapshots of their you know, they're most listened to podcasts. And of course it's a geoholics. Oh, nice. It's so yes. cool. That's yeah, cool. Super cool. So our listeners are amazing. Our friends of the program are amazing. Yeah. And uh, I, you know what? I have not lost an ounce of motivation to continue the show. That's good. You know what? I, 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 I can, I can agree with that. Yeah. 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 Uh, 2024 is uh very exciting. Yeah. yeah. We've got a some, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff to do. I, and we've got some cool things that we're going to add to enhance the show yeah, yeah, as yeah, well. So yeah. All always, always adding value. Yep. <laughs> and making friends. Speaking of which, we have a friend with us this evening. Yes. Um, uh, Mr. Do you want to introduce him or do you want me to? Um, why, don't, why, don't, why don't you do that? Okay. We have Jeff Fields, professional land surveyor. Uh, I've known Jeff for, I think, probably since 2008. That sounds about right. Like That was uh, Mid-Valley. About that time in yeah. 2008. So I've known Jeff for quite some time. Um, he currently works at Alta. That's correct. And is the uh, the manager of the construction side, correct? Yep. Correct. And does a fantastic job. That's one of the reasons that we have him on here this evening is to talk about construction staking because that is his niche, as they say, for yes. sure. And he's really, really good at it. So uh, looking forward to this conversation. What would you like to add, Chuck? Uh, well, I, I know we're going off script here, but... Uh, I do have to talk about, or at least mention the music that we had. Um, uh, Jeff's uh, Jeff's choice here was a band called Corrosion of Conformity. Mm. Great name. Uh, also known as COC, uh, American heavy mm. metal band. They were formed in, I gotta, gotta give the plug, Raleigh, North Carolina. Gotta love it. Uh, formed in 1982. You're probably related to at least a couple of those guys. I mean, I should take offense to that, but I haven't read all. I haven't read all the names yet, so I don't know if that's actually a possibility. Um, the uh, it, it gone through a lot of lineup changes, obviously since, since a band from the 80s. But uh, uh, founding uh, the sole co constant member Woody Weatherman. Uh, guitarist, a bassist Mike Dean, uh, founding drummer Reed Mullen, and vocal guitarist Pepper Keenan. That Pepper. was the original classic lineup. Uh, after hiatus in 2006, they returned in 2010 and kind of have been touring and messing around ever since. Yep. So I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like that music. And I love new, fresh bands absolutely. that we haven't heard before. Absolutely. So thanks for bringing them to our attention. Yes, Matt. absolutely. When you asked me to do it, I didn't want to do that. The regular old, you know, yeah. ACDC or whatever, even though they're fantastic. Yep. Wanted to throw something out. That was great. Maybe always, you guys wouldn't have heard before. Always appreciated. Mission accomplished. And that 80s music, you know, you know, that was my time. Yeah. Know, so. Yep. You and me both. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of that, um, I'd, l let's go into, there's a couple main things that I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, uh, one, as Kent mentioned, the, the world of construction staking and layout and all that. And two... You have a unique story. Uh, you are a third-generation surveyor. 
the fourth generation, your son, also works with us, and uh, he recently just had a little baby, so we're just assuming he will be a fifth generation surveyor. That's a pretty safe assumption. Uh, so why don't you go through the, uh, the little bit of the story of how you got here and uh, how you got into the business and a little bit of the history and before we keep going. Uh, grew up in Terre Haute, Indiana. My grandfather had a, a, a small surveying company. And in, I guess, 1983, they called me um, for in the uh, summer, you know, in between school, still in high school, and uh, asked me if I wanted to come pound some hubs with him. Did your dad summer. work at the same place? My dad was in the Army at okay. the time. Okay. And he, he was, he, I'll get into that in a second. Um, but so I started my, my, I started pounding my first hubs in 1983, working with him. And then when I graduated high school, I just went full time with him. And I, I've never had any other job other than surveying other than pier one in high school, <laughs> 1985. That's that awesome. Fun. So, so uh, good this is your 40th anniversary of, uh, being a that's surveyor exactly right. in, in this business, I yeah, should say. That's exactly right. Wow. Uh, so my dad was a, a surveyor in the army. So he did, uh, he did four years as a surveyor in the army, cool. those old, uh, wild instruments and them T ones and all that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I stayed with Bob, my grandpa for, um, gosh, 16 years. Wow. And, and uh, you know, we did everything. It was just him and I mostly we, every once in a while we'd have someone come in and mm -hmm. help out, you know, but no, nah, man, I was, I was doing estimates and drafting on drafting tables yep yep um, i remember that yeah and uh the leroy machine yeah 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 um not really a machine because it was manual labor you had to actually do something. Wasn't a machine, right. no machine to it <laughs> <laughs> no we were setting um contour lines you know we oh uh, yeah we'd, we'd put our our shots in our stadia shots mm -hmm. and then we'd uh you know we'd have to figure out where the uh, contour. You'd interpolate were. between the We'd shots, yep. but we would, we come up with this slick way. And I don't know if anybody else has done this yeah. old timers, but we'd take a rubber band and space it out while it was before it's stretched out. Uh -huh. And then when you'd stretch it out, it would put though, it would even up the contour. <laughs> like we put dots. <laughs> we need to, we need to go back to those days. It, so much it, more it fun. Interpolate for you. You know oh, what I mean? Awesome. The rubber band would, but that's hilarious. Yeah, many, many times, uh, Calc and stadia points and, you know, yeah. use a sign cosine and all that mm -hmm. to, to get your, you know, your distance out and then your elevation and everything. Cause yep. we were using just an old theodolite, mm -hmm. you know, Yep, and pulling so, tape. And pulling tape. Yep. And, yeah, reading th uh, three three wire, you yep. know, top, middle, and yeah. Yeah, so, good times. Yeah, uh, and then let's see. Then I moved to um, uh, moved out here to Arizona and been, been here ever since. When was that? Let's see. That would have been in, two. let's see, 2000, 2000. Okay. Uh, 2000, 2001. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it had to be a culture shock for you surveying oh in the Midwest versus yeah, yeah, surveying here. Yeah. We're so spoiled here, yeah. you know. Well, the the one thing that comes to mind mostly is the section corners out mm -hmm. here. Everything's you know in in either brass cap or yep. a brass cap and handhole or something out there in Indiana. You know, we're out there looking for section stones. Yep. And most of them back then didn't have any iron next to them, so metal yep. detectors weren't any good. Yep, you're relying I mean, on the old yeah, original yeah, GLO yeah, field that, notes and looking exactly, for bearing trees. That's exactly, and that's exactly right. Those, that's uh, that's how I cut my teeth on surveying as well in Southern Illinois, so not too far from where you were. Mm -hmm, yeah. And uh, 
I mean, I am so thankful for that experience. You know, very few people get to experience that type of surveying. I think the coolest thing that I ever saw or come across one time is they used to, they dig two foot holes, two foot deep and, and, and burn wood in oh, it yeah, and everything yeah. and then pack down the ash and then burn again and pack down the ash and that would be a, a reference point uh-huh. i found one of those wow w- uh, one time and it was amazing amazingly in good shape and this was like 18 yeah 72 or something oh, like that wow. you know what yeah I mean? yeah it just kind of gives you a sense of being like a, in a lot of cases like a true pioneer you know you yes. get you find one of these stones or uncover it that you're know, like i am one of five people that have maybe ever seen this stone type thing. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just a really cool feeling. Well, survey parties would, uh, you know, they take out stones with them in the wagons and yep. crap like that, knowing they had to put it, but they eventually run out of stones uh. and still have more points that they have to use. That's when they come up with blazing trees uh. and, and then building these ash pits. Cause yeah, you know, you could, <laughs> sure. you know, just get some wood and b- burn a fire. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. So much more history there. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is Arizona is such a new state in comparison. Yeah. So and, and it's squared off out. It's squared mm-hmm. off over here. You know, when you started mm-hmm. on the East Coast, everything was perpendicular to the to the to the coast. Right. So that's why everything's at 45. And then the farther <laughs> west you get, yep. you can kind of see how they started squaring things uh-huh. out. I always thought it was like, yeah. once you got on the other side of the Mississippi, it's like, okay, now that we can start over that, again. That's basically what, square that, yeah, you there. know, the years progressed and stuff like that. So, hey, yep. let's square this thing off. You know what I mean? Instead. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So cool. So many great stories. Yeah, for sure. So talk a little bit about, you know, move. So you moved out here and then uh, what'd you do when you first, uh, or wh- why'd you move out by the way? Uh, so my mom had lived out here and my wife was, uh, um, we did we got tired of co- the cold mm. basically so yeah culture shock <laughs> you know in indiana you know you'd start at seven o'clock in the morning you know and work till four thirty, five o'clock six or whatever and yeah come out here everybody starts at you know four or five in the morning yep so you know the my alarm would go off at 3 a.m you know, for the first three years, I'd be like waking up to what the hell, what the hell, something's wrong here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it took about three years for me to uh-huh. finally get, now I can't sleep past 4.30, right. you know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, your internal body clock it, is, yeah, is it, adapted it, to it. It adapted. Yeah. 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 So talk a little bit about the changes you've seen since then. Um, so you came out here, you worked you know, work, work for a, work for a firm and what were you doing then? Just work, worked out at Verado for Wood Patel, hmm. a guy named Tom Gettings, you know, yep. no, pretty, pretty, uh, um, you know, nice, well-known, guy, respected, well-known yep. respected guy. And he hired me and I worked there for, I don't know, maybe, you know, four years or so and out at Verado. Hmm. And that's when we were, you know, Verado was still new back then. Yeah. And, and uh, so, you know, we had, there, there was sometimes eight, 10 crews out there at a time. Wow. So, uh, yeah. And then le- uh, left there, went to uh, um, Hayden Building Corp, which I love working mm-hmm. for. Those guys are. Yeah, I remember when you were top, there. Top notch mm-hmm. guys. Um, and then started my own business after that. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting into it. As, and uh, we, we talk about this a lot. Uh, give us a little, give us a little bit of the history or talk about the first couple of years starting your own, starting your own gig. What was that like? How'd you get going? So what I worked actually, well? What, what, what'd you struggle with? I actually got lucky when I started. The reason I started my business was because I knew a guy that was in, uh, 
that was in the pipeline business up in Texas mm -hmm. and Colorado and Montana and North and South Dakota and everything. So basically he offered me a, 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 a full-time job up there just to hire the company for a set rate, mm -hmm. um, you know, an hourly rate. Mm -hmm. And we were working seven days a week, 12 hours a day. And I did that for three years. My first, wow. my first three years in business, you know, I'm cash huge, huge, huge yeah. checks right off the bat. Yep. Was and it just, was it just you? It was just me. Every once in a while, Colton would come out and, and help. Yep. But, uh, when that's I needed your, that's a break, your oldest son, my right? oldest yeah. son, Colton would come out and help. Uh, when I needed a, a break or something, or I'd bring, I'd bring someone in, yeah. but no, I, so I did that for three years. And the, what I learned there was they, they, you know, they ran machine control on, on dozers and, mm. and excavators mm -hmm. and motor graders and all that. So I learned how to build models. Yep. And then, you know, this company, they had, you know, a bunch of young kids out there, you know, road warriors yep. kids and yep. and especially in north dakota where the there were uh casinos and stuff everywhere yep. we'd work 12-hour shifts and the kids would go to the casinos and party all night and uh, half of them wouldn't show up the next day you know what i mean so <laughs> they, 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 casinos and strip clubs yeah, <laughs> and strip club. yeah. i'm I, i'm going to say for the record i i had nothing to do with oh, any never, of, of course of course ever standing citizen <laughs> yes so, so, so they, there were all the time needing operators and stuff. So uh, they would just throw me in a, in a motor grader, you know, oh, wow. and, and I'd work on a motor grader for, for 12 hours that day or an excavator the next day or whatever. Yeah. And, and the reason I bring that up is because it, it, it helped me build model, learn to build mm -hmm. models because now I'm an operator. Yep. You know you're seeing I mean? it from a different uh, perspective. Yeah. what it means. Yep. You're driving that operator and you're seeing the wobbles and the wiggles. Mm -hmm. and, and, oh, I know how to fix that. Yep. All I had to do was this. Interesting. You know what I mean? So that, yeah. that was a really good experience. So, yeah. And then after that, I, I, I finally got tired of doing that, you know, three years on the road. Well, it's probably hard with the family and everything. It was, yeah. it was, the kids were just about at the right age to where, mm -hmm. um, they were just old enough to where I could could do that, but mm -hmm. I had, I still didn't would never do it again, even yeah. no matter what age. Is there at. still a lot of that work out there? Oh, yeah. the pipeline stuff. Oh yeah, they, those guys. Those I don't want to say guys, guys and gals. Um, they're like survey gypsies, you know. Oh, they yeah, just yeah, travel yeah. around yeah. from project to project, yeah. Yeah. making a shit ton of money. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Well, you got to work, you know, seven days at least. The company I work for, you yeah. got, you know, you you have to work seven days a week. They expect it you know mm -hmm. rain shine whatever and the the you know the the pipeline companies the magellans and the planes and pipeline companies they didn't care what you build them yeah they just wanted those 32 inch yep. pipes pumping fuel yeah yeah is it, i mean is it hard work i mean outside of the elements no. it's not no. super difficult no. No. right i mean no. yeah no because the, the pipe can't curve right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah no. <laughs> It, the, the layout works really easy. It's yeah. and, and you know, I would say out of those three years that I was there, I I mm -hmm. don't I don't even put maybe two hundred laugh in the ground. That's Everything crazy. was run off of yeah uh, machine control. So you just there kind of check. I, I'm there. Right? To, I'm there to keep. Every, yeah, to, yeah. They wanted me there to as built maybe. Uh, uh, oh yeah, lots of as built yeah. and quantities and stuff like that. Yep. You know, daily topos for mm -hmm. for quantity and. Yeah. stuff like that and for pay sure you sure. know yeah so interesting did uh, so was there a risk there though if you didn't have stick in the ground to 
make sure that, I mean, I guess you're working off the same model, but if you're just solely relying on machine control, did you ever get into a spot where you were going down the wrong line and didn't realize it? Yeah. Yeah. That, that does happen. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> but most, of, most of the time, you know, it's, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes uh, some of the guys would get the, the, uh, um, the data collector and, I'd get it back and it, it, it they for some reason switched it to international feet or US yep. survey feet or something like yep. that and most that that was almost always the problem and yeah. the other thing is on stuff like that is the 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 blades you know they get wear and tear and stuff so now you know after 2 or 3 months the the blade's smaller and you have oh, to interesting. you just have to adjust and stuff like that yeah, but, yeah. but as far as the liability and stuff like that now it was because most of this stuff is out wide in the, in the, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. just and, tell and, us where and, it ended and, up. And, and, and we're, we're not, we're not putting in, you know, anchor bolts. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. get, get, you know, 20 miles, get it from, from here to there, yeah. you know, and don't get out of the, the 200 foot right away. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm picturing, I'm sure you guys have seen it. Have you ever seen that old picture? It's like a railroad, like when they were laying out the railroads and there's yeah, this picture. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where the two railroads <laughs> come. Yeah. Well, no, no, it they both so did. Funny. They were yeah, just two yeah, different, two different, two different, different surveyors. Yeah. I am really excited about this next friend of the program, GeoSearch. They are new for 2023. Sean, tell us about GeoSearch. GeoSearch is a company specialized in geospatial recruiting and staffing services. You know what? I can't believe it's taken three years, but they are recruiters that have a passion for matching job seekers for job openings in the geospatial industry specifically, including job titles such as GIS analysts, GIS developers, liner specialists, land surveyors, as well as management and sales positions. Yeah, that's really great. They have a network of an industry contacts and a thorough understanding of the geospatial job market really allows them to efficiently connect companies with the talent that they are looking to hire. And we know that it is a competitive Man, world right now in the geospatial uh, profession. This company offers a variety of services for both job seekers and employers, including job search assistance, resume writing, I might have to call them, and interview preparation for job seekers and employer branding and sourcing for companies. How can folks find out more? Uh, just go to geosearch.com. No, that was, that was a really good experience. And, and to be honest, that jumpstart started the company. You know no, I mean? sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't have to, no bidding and anything. Yep. When, when I decided to quit that, now is when you start getting into yeah. well talk about that a little bit so you wanted to get off the road but that means you had to actually run a business and uh you know look at what projects that you want and network and put out proposals and uh, tell a little, us, us a little bit about well, how that went well my first my the, my first job that I ever got was with kitchell and it was a uh, phoenix children's hospital oh yeah and mm -hmm. it was it was clearly a $50,000 job. Well, I took it for a lot less than that to, to, to get your I, foot in the to, door. To, right? I didn't know, you know, I didn't know anybody or anything like that. And, and I, so I started going through like building connect or construction connect. Yep. And, and, you know, I, those things you get, you get 30 days free and then you got to start paying for mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? So yep. I don't know. I think I made up you know, six or seven new emails to get <laughs> yes, that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. but, but I finally got in with Kitchell and this guy yeah. named David Lee. He's a, he's a contractor, a uh, superintendent for those. And 
it went well. And then, you know, next thing you know, mm-hmm. that, that job's mm-hmm. over. And I had three more Kitchell jobs. And, mm-hmm. and then at that point, uh, you know, whenever you're on a, a job site, there's other, you meet other contractors and Hey, while you're on the site, you know, give me a topo here. Yep. You know what I mean? For quantity. Then yep. you get in with that. You know what I mean? And that's pretty mm-hmm. much, that's pretty much what happened. So the, the rest of my, the time I had my company, I, I think I had maybe five, five contractors the whole time. Mm-hmm. It everything was else. Everything else was just like, Hey, yeah. we're starting a job next week. I need you out there on Tuesday yep. to start to control. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. and you, and it, you know, you say it both ways, but in one respect is you, you really had to earn, you know, you had to work those jobs and do them oh, for yeah. less to get your foot in the door. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah. you also worked your butt off three years on the road to be able to See, provide that yeah, opportunity. Exactly like if you right. just started from, you know, if Kent right now just said, screw this, I quit, I'm going to start my own business. And he wouldn't necessarily be able to do the same thing like, like you did. Yeah, Two surveyors correct. and a robot. Yep, I <laughs> two remember surveyors that. and a robot yeah, yeah. <laughs> lasted about six months. Yeah. <laughs> two thousand eight, when, when the, the shit hit the fan around here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna start my own business. It can't be that hard, right? There's no work out there. <laughs> well, that, to be honest, that was my that was my problem. Is that I, I'm a, I was a good I'm a good surveyor. I, I'm a terrible businessman. You know what I mean? Billing and stuff, and it's hard to try to collect money if you don't bill somebody for five months. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> Yes, Yes, that is correct. I I want to piggyback on that Um, because we do talk about that a lot. Like stereotypically, most surveyors are horrible business people. So why do you think that is? Because we've never been exposed to like that education or maybe not having a good mentor on the business side. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, because you're not the only a, one. That, that's <laughs> no, that's not a good only. question. I, I'm yeah. not going to have a good solid answer yeah. for you. But but I can I can I guess my initial reaction would be well because I me personally I spent my whole career surveying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 to be honest, I you know I didn't know anything cha- different. I, can, I yeah. can change oil in the car, but you know I you know I can't. I'm not a mechanic. Yep. You know what I mean? I can't. Yep. I can't. I can't do that kind of stuff. I mean, I've spent my whole waking hours mm-hmm. as a surveyor yep. so you know? when so, and so for you it's like uh all you know is if i'm working out in the field then i'm doing what i'm supposed then, to be then, doing then, if i'm then, out collecting points or then, I'm, then I make, I'm, then I'm, I'm i'm drafting i'm doing something forward. then i'm moving forward when you're the only guy there and you don't send an invoice out to somebody <laughs> you, you can't be surprised yeah. when there's no check in the correct. mailbox correct. <laughs> correct correct my wife yeah. all the time was like honey we haven't been we haven't been paid for you know four months yeah you need to get some that. And i'd grumble about it and ask her to do it and then we get you know oh you can't bill them that yeah, or you know yeah, yeah. so well that's why those contractors loved you oh yeah sure like, <laughs> right. he works for free, works for free. <laughs> i love this guy never says no right. never, says never no. bills us never yeah, see a bill <laughs> no, i ended up always getting uh getting yeah. getting caught up but uh yeah. but yeah yeah. No, I, I, it was lucky. I did. I I got in with Kitchell. They yeah. they were always very understanding. The their accountants and stuff like that always mm-hmm. would work with me, knowing yep. that I'm just a small mom and pop. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. just pop on just this. Just pop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but uh, um, you know, I I wore I wore that as a. A, pr- a proud badge sure a mom and pop yeah i am a, a you know it's just me and my sons yep you know what i mean and but you're you're gonna get you're gonna get good service and yep. you know very few mistakes there were some 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, we took our time and did it sure. right. And, you know, the, uh, their ideas were, well, we have to wait, you know, if we mm -hmm. want it, we want the good stuff. We're going to, we'll have to sure. wait on it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Or, and I think your story deal, deal with this kind of stuff. For sure. And I think your story is a testament to just doing a good job, That's you know, it. being a professional, doing a good job. And repeat no, business is the best business and, and right? owning what you do you know it's for sure especially yep. when you're a mom and pop pop uh you can't say well the office gave me these bad calcs no. or you know uh, somebody sent me out here yeah. it's you yeah. do you do everything so yeah. the buck stops starts Correct. and stops Correct. you know what i just thought of what's that there could be mom and mom businesses there could be pop and pop businesses yes not just mom and pop or just moms or just moms yeah yeah yes that, it's, a, wow. it's a new world sean it, it is. Yeah, it is. That can happen. It, it can. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so I guess that's a good segue into uh, the the world of construction staking in general. And that's just because that's all you did you, when you were working in Indiana and your grandfather. Is that what you guys pr predominantly did as pretty, well? Pretty much. Now, uh, we did. And we were 50 50. We, you know, there was there were two surveyors in Terre Haute. Is that the, that the town you're in? The you're, town, okay. Terre Haute, Indiana. Yeah, that's where I did 16 years. And uh, uh, the other guy, the other guy was older than uh, Bob. So we, yeah, we, we did a bunch. Of, I, and I think I, I tallied it up one time and it was over 600 boundary surveys oh, that, okay. yeah. that I've d done in the past. So, yeah. but they're a lot different than they are out here. I mean, like I said, section stones down four feet, you know, bu old buggy axles and stuff that down, you know, you know, three and a half foot that you have to try to find it, you know, a boundary survey you can do out here, you know, have it done in a week if everything goes wide, right? Sure. Yep. Over there, you know, we're back, we're back on a boundary for, you know, we're working in the field for three weeks on it, you know, trying to find <laughs> section stones right. and yep. stuff like that. So, but yeah, I, I did, I've done my share, but uh, I, I bet you I haven't done, I, I, I bet I haven't done 10 boundary surveys here in Arizona. Well, so uh, talk a little bit about the, you know, the differences or what, what are some of the challenges that go in with construction staking that maybe aren't inherent to what, the, what the what the mapping boundary surveyor guys deal with well uh first of all it's a timing thing and a scheduling mm. the the pressures of that are sure you know yeah. that's that's pretty much the yep. the big the big thing because you you want to keep clients you you want to help them when things get nine one one but on the other hand if you hush, if you hurry too much yep. you're taking more of a risk let me put this together mm -hmm. for you because you didn't schedule me properly yep mm. You know, so it's a, it's a, it's a, ba it's a good, it's a balance. What it's are some balance, of the, yeah, yeah. What are some of the things that you've done to balance that? So what, what I, what I do is I've learned over the last 40 years is kind of, kind of try be as prepared as you can. So l l this is what I mean by that. I'm going out there on Monday. I'm looking around. I, they're asking me to stake water line or something. Mm -hmm. um, I can see that they're, pretty close to needing curb over here. Um, so you, if you have a good relationship with your, with your uh, yep. superintendent, you can say, Hey, listen, when are you going to need that? Mm -hmm. Oh, they're, they're pulling off site yep. next week. So we won't even need it for a month. Or you know what? They're pulling off site next week. We need to get it <laughs> right. done now. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yep. so having the awareness like that of, forethought, 
the and just looking around right, and right. you know a little common sense goes right, a long right, way right well, well that and you gotta have the, the construction experience experience in general like that, that, okay right. you're staking water line the the person that doesn't have the experience is waiting for someone to tell them to to stake the dry utilities like yep. you know all right well, i'm here at water there's another contractor over there that is going to need dries just you know that mm -hmm. very next mm -hmm. week and that's what you're saying is like be, be a little bit more aware of be, that be, right be, that be and, proactive with them i, I always considered myself uh you know when i'd go out on a construction site as not mm -hmm. a party chief but as a uh, project manager or like a field engineer like, like project manager right, type yeah. i'm managing this survey project exactly and you know it's easy just to say hey you didn't schedule it but then yeah. that just causes more <laughs> yeah, exactly. trouble on the other end yeah. so let's bring this up mm -hmm. you or you get I mean? on site and you see a, a backhoe over there if you don't know what he's doing he's probably doing something that you should know what he's doing because right, if he's right, digging something yeah, right. it should be something that you set right right yeah. the other thing is you know following up on your as built as built are so important you know you can you can go out there to state curb and while you're out there pick up the other curb that you were there last week on oh, yeah, just going yeah. and finishing yep you know at that point you're you're you know you could be practically <clears throat> half done already yeah and i think that is a huge point and you mentioned the word being proactive um unfortunately and we're open up a can of worms here a little bit most of these party chiefs younger party chiefs they don't have that wisdom. They don't have that experience, you know, that someone like you has. Uh, and they could be classified as point stakers, right? Mm -hmm. They're just going out there and their task is to get as much wood in the ground as humanly possible. And that's about it. You know, a lot of these folks just, they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. And, you know, that's one of the problems that we have, you know, in our industry, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I've been on the fence on that that term point taker yeah you know i know what i, mean? I know yeah i mean it you know when you have six or eight crews out there and, and uh you know a company like where i'm working now uh, point staking in my opinion isn't terribly bad mm -hmm. it make it makes money it does but what you lose is what you just said is mm -hmm. the experience to be able to spot things and to and to you know work with the contractor and stuff like that yep. so the other term i don't like is junior party chief i know it's like yeah, that you know, you, it's like you, you know, half pregnant. You can't. Yeah. You either are, or you aren't. In my <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? I never have like that term. I know. A junior, but it's yeah. pretty common these days. It so, is. well, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's common because the supply of party chiefs, it's, experienced right. party chiefs, yeah. does not meet yeah. the demand. Yeah, that. Yeah. That's, that's and correct. what does a junior party chief mean? You don't get a truck. I mean, what what? What is it? You know, no, we don't pay you like a party chief, yeah, but we right, ask you right. to do all the exactly. same things. Is, is basically thing. what that, it is. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you don't have the experience, but I got to put you in that position, right? Because right. yeah. we got to have it, it. It's it's a necessity. It's a necessity thing, and where where you don't want to, you know, throw somebody out there right <laughs> off the bat. But right, you know, we got a guy working for us. I think you know who it is. Yeah, uh, he he uh, we had him at party chief or junior party, chief, and he just excelled very rapidly yeah. well that's the thing is that sometimes that accelerates someone's path to being successful that they they may have you know you, you find those people that that have the potential to get there quicker than someone else mm -hmm. the it, downside is sometimes you're going to put somebody in that position that really shouldn't, shouldn't be there, be there. and yeah. they're going to screw something up and well most of the time that's the, that, the case you every once in a while you get someone like danny that we got that actually you know does 
Sure. And, yeah. You know, and take it serious and stuff yep. like that. So. Yep. And those are the guys that you really got to nurture. Exactly. When I say guys, I mean guys and girls. So yeah, yeah, I don't want anybody right. to jump those on me the, about that. Yeah. But those when you see somebody, yeah, when you see somebody that has sincere interest, right? It's like you have to you have to nurture that and and grow that and in return show them that you're interested in them as well mm-hmm. and provide as much. Um, you know, instruction and try to transfer some of that wisdom as possible. Agreed. Yeah. So we yeah. talk about mentorship a lot. And I think what you do is you, you, you realize that you have to take these guys under your wing a lot and you really got to get them there. Talk a little bit about how you've been able to, because you started with a really young cruise, several young crews, and you still have that, but talk a little bit how those, those, that, those have developed and especially Colton. So, well, Colton's, Colton's a little different than, than most of the other ones. Cause he's been with me since he was, you know, a, a little boy, you yeah. know, I'd take him out there and, and he didn't like it at first. Just, I didn't like being a surveyor when I was, you know, 14 or 15 either. And it took him a while. He'd work for me, uh, and I'd pay him, you know, and then he was like, I'm not going to survey anymore. He, he went to work in the real world and wasn't making half as much money as <laughs> and not as having any fun, uh, but yeah. No, so the, the the key thing there, Sean, on your question is that you know you got to be patient. You just really got to be patient with yep. these. I mean, let's, uh, can't you sit? They don't know what they don't know. Yep. And uh, the the best thing that that I can do is just kind of lead by example. Yeah. You know, be on site with them. Hey, come inside to the trailer here and talk to me. That way, you can see you know how I talk to these people and yep. being a good party chief is more than just knowing how to push buttons and yep. and check grade and stuff like that in today's world you have to be pc you have to work with the client mm-hmm. uh, never ever fight with them argue with them mm-hmm. you know what i mean that is just a zero tolerance on on my yep. my part uh having a uh having a uh superintendent that is a little less experienced is not necessarily a bad thing sure yep you can like help him along actually you can help him and he's going to like you that much yeah. more for helping him it's going to make him look good it's good if you make them look good oh you're going what, what's going to happen is three years later when he's mm-hmm. president or or you know mm-hmm. general superintendent he's yep. he's going to remember and have you come oh yeah jeff let's get him over here yep. you know mm-hmm. what i mean Yep. That, that's ex- it, that's exactly right and, and it, yep. you know it's a matter of you know how you your perspective on Mm-hmm. on it let's talk about that that relationship and how important it is because i've always said you know when i was managing construction staking projects um to the you know whatever crew chiefs are going to be out there it's like listen the first thing you got to do is establish a rapport with the superintendent mm-hmm. first and foremost you have to establish that relationship and if you have a good relationship with the superintendent making him look good um he's going to have your back as well uh, agreed and that's exactly what my my first goal is when i get on site for the first time yep. i'm going to him and I always say, always tell the boys, put your finger on the plans. Mm-hmm. Don't just talk about it because you, it, sometimes this stuff gets lost in translation. Hey, grab your plans. Let's let's mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. this. Yep. And, and as opposed to just saying, you know, talking and, I'll, you know, we'll put stuff on there. And, and, and I'll, I always read every page in the plan set yep. because it, different things tell you different, different things things you know what i mean and and there's always notes and stuff in there that helps so when i go in i would be prepared and um i would want i would want to discuss things Mm -hmm. and i can't tell you how many times a superintendent would say oh i didn't see that no Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Oh yep. man, it's got to be 24 inches below finished floor as opposed to, well, that's an RFI. Yeah. Yep. You, you know what I mean? So that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. You show them that you know what you're talking about and the being prepared is the key to doing that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And the devil's in the details, as it, they it, say, it, right? It, it is. It is. Hey, Kent, tell us about one of the OG friends of the program, Safety Apparel. Oh, my gosh, Safety Apparel and Matthew Stansbury. They have been with the Geoholics from day one. And in addition to that, they have reinvented Safety Apparel for surveyors with the highest quality materials and most functional and versatile vests the safety industry has ever seen. Man, they really have. Safety Apparel offers ANSI CSA compliant, high visibility surveying construction vest and reflective traffic control gloves, hats, stickers, and patches. In addition, they will provide you with company logos and other designs on vests, shirts, jackets, etc. And Safety Apparel is also introducing the newest member of the Party Chief family, the Summer Yellow Class 3, with zip-off sleeves for Class 2 and Class 3 compatibility. Check them out at safetyapparel.us and send them an email at info at safetyapparel.us with your needs specifically, and they will do their best to get you headed in the right direction. Yep. Well, wouldn't you say there's, still, there's more of a challenge with that now compared to maybe... 20 years ago or 10 oh, years gosh. ago when it's because it, it, you guys have both said it, you know, get to know that superintendent. That's your best asset. Uh, it, it seems correct me if I'm wrong, but it's harder to get a, the, the generation that's coming up to actually speak to someone in person and develop that relationship versus mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just finding it a lot more is, mm -hmm. Hey, your guy left and didn't even say anything. And to me, it just seems like, why would you ever leave mm -hmm. without at least having some con, you know, some conversation, some, Hey, yep. this is what I did. I'm leaving. And, and, and I guess, do you see that same challenge where these, these kids are just not talking to anyone when they when check in, check out. <laughs> I mean, it's that well, simple. That, that, that's a, that's it it a, sounds simple, but yeah. you and, and, and I have been happened. through this and it's yeah. same thing. I get the stinking call from, Hey, your guy showed up, didn't do what he was supposed to and left and didn't talk to me. Mm. Like, yep. Not only does that ruin that project, it, we now lost our, 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 our friend. Cause now anytime there's some, an issue, it's not, well, you got, it's your guys fault. Blame it on the server. And it cost us, more because then we just got to send him back to go add you know oh I'll, while he was here i also need him to, him to do this now that's another trip and another day and it just compounds what, what i don't understand is it takes five minutes to send a text <laughs> or to yeah. walk over to the five trailer. minutes 30 yeah. seconds yeah, 30, 30 seconds yeah. yeah i mean come on there's yeah. no reason not to do it well sean on your question or point there is that uh yes it is it has changed a lot to, to me uh, when I was cutting my teeth and learning this stuff, the superintendents were like old, older guys and experienced yep. and, and, you know, there was no engineer, yep. it, you know, field engineers and mm -hmm. all that. They were superintendents, you know what I mean? That, that, uh, that term field engineers thrown around a lot, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It, what that means is someone fresh out of college and, and I'm not bagging these, it's just what, mm -hmm you know, what we're talking about, yep. they don't have the experience, you know what I mean? And if you cut, if you put that with the party chief that doesn't have the experience, then so you get, you get recipe just for mass, disaster mass confusion. Yep. Yeah. It's just 
everybody's confused. Yeah. And it opens up liability. That's the, that, that, which is what we all we're trying to avoid. You know, bottom line is liability is what we have to focus yeah. on the most. You know what I mean? How, how we, how do we CYA on this? Sure. So what yeah. are the things you do for that CYA? Like, all right, you go out there. I mean, is it, is it mainly on the front end or how do you, how do you get the peace of so, mind or the checks that you know the guy's going out there? Because ultimately is you put the stick in the wrong spot. They're going to build it in the wrong spot and someone's going to pay for it. And the first step is the surveyor. Mm -hmm. Always. Yep. Always. And you got to, you got to, you know, CYA, you mentioned it. You know, like I thought in it, I think the entire world has become more litigious, right? And everybody's trying to cover their own ass, right? And it's so easy to blame the surveyor because typically the surveyors are not real good about CYA. And I, I got to the point when I was you know, really involved in more construction projects, like you almost feel like you need to take a picture of every single lath you put in the ground so that you have record of that. So if something gets built wrong, you have something to go back to. Otherwise, they're like, well, your lath said this. Did it? How do we know? How do we know it said that, you know, well, and then they're like, well, we found this lath over here. I think this is the one, you know, it's yeah, like, come yeah. on, well, you know, or it's like, Hey, on. I have a picture from someone who, of a, of a, of a stick that didn't have any markings on it. So obviously this yeah. one didn't have any markings yeah. on it. And that's yeah. what the issue was. And it was, was. set by you. I'm, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it, but yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, and I guess that's a good segue too of, is there anything in the, and how we're surveying now and the technology that, is there anything there that we can do or that's available to help that, you know, because you said almost want to take a picture of, well, now some of the, some of the gear, it basically does that. Like it, it yeah. gives you a snapshot and then and, and the ass stakes and all this is mm -hmm. what are you seeing as far as the new fancy equipment that can help in that regard? Well, I know some of the de new data collectors have photo they have you know, cameras camera, built, into, cameras them, yeah. built mm -hmm. into them and, and it takes the shot right there, but yeah. it, it, it slows everything down. I, know. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, sure. And the picture thing, trust me, it's run through my mind thousands of times, but yeah. it's not cost effective to do that. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. So, um, the, this as stake points, uh, and the cut sheets are really all we have. And that hasn't changed for many years. Mm -hmm. That's really all we have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and that really doesn't cover. I mean, it gives us a horizontal position because it's stored in the GPS, mm -hmm. but, what, what if we, it was cut 64 and we wrote 46? That's what we don't know. Yep. You know what I mean? Even if it's written in the cut sheets the right way. Correct. Correct. So that, that's really, when it gets down to it, that's that's really what, yep. you know, making yep. sure that we have the right, you know, that the, that the, uh, mm -hmm. the technician heard the right numbers or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, good, but it is because a hundred percent of the time it's because the person writing the information on the stake mm -hmm. wrote it wrong. It's not the person that read it. We used to always, yeah, we used to always have it, the guy repeat it, you know, it's yeah, like, cut, yeah. like you said, you know, 0 0.64. And then the guy writing in the thing on the last says cut 0 0.64 and he reads it back. Mm -hmm. And that's just one thing, but what's the importance of field notes when it comes to construction staking? So most of the, the, the data collectors we have keep timestamp mm -hmm. field notes. Sure. And you can, we haven't done this yet, but you can, you can, um, uh, adjust it to however, whatever you mm -hmm. want to see when you want to see it stuff like that. So we rely on that a lot, but we also book, our main point, our main setups, uh, date, time, mm -hmm. who's there, uh, and then let 
let the data collector do the details. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's basically electronic uh, field book. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. electronic yeah. field book that yeah. you can print out you know, in, in, uh, through a, a PDF, and yep. it's the same thing. So um, that's, and, and that's that'll stand up in the court. Like if, yeah, if, absolutely. Yeah, the court, okay. the court uh, accepts that electronic yeah. da- data. That's always a concern. You know, we're talking about liability and CYA yeah, and yeah, that you, type thing. And well, you unfortunately you have to you have to be prepared to sit in front of the judge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, boundaries and construction staking, and and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know every point we put in the ground is a potential twenty thousand, fifty thousand dollar. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, you're, you're, That's the problem. On, yes. On, yes, Jeff, I do know what you mean. <laughs> work, you know, you've got yeah. your full contract is $5,000. Sure. Yeah. Redline three inches over. Yep. yep. And now you're $20,000 uh, pulling up uh, foundations and stuff. Well, that's yeah. what, that's why people get scared of construction staking. Yeah. You know, that's right. Mm-hmm. Because and they should be. It's not it, for everybody. It, it's not for everybody. There is, there's rewards to it. I mean, it, 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 it can be fun and exciting and dynamic and, that's not necessarily the case always in, in, in the boundary world, uh, but the, but it's hard and you can get put in a bad position. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it could be very rewarding. It could be very profitable. But if you don't have the right people. Yeah. Yeah. Forget about it. You know, I, I would say the the biggest mistake is like putting curb in the wrong place. I mean, how yeah. many times you hear companies having to pull out curb and everything? Sure. Yep. Well, what we're doing right now, and it's always the highs or the low points. Mm-hmm. So what we do, what we're doing now is say we're, we're going to do a parking lot. Mm-hmm. We'll go out there and we'll, we'll, we'll find the high points and the low points, stake them, put a four foot lath, flag them a little bit different color, little, right? A little bit different. The high, because if those are right, mm-hmm. and even if you have a bump in me in between where mm-hmm. it's flowing, it's still going to flow. Sure. So it, it minimizes, you know what I mean? And then if we know those are right, mm-hmm. The highs and the lows, the grade breaks and all that stuff, we 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 sleep better at night. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when you get down and look at that string, you've got 600 foot of curb. You, you know your low point's good. You know your high. And you see a hump in it, it's easier to, easier yeah. to fix. But, what, you know what, but I mean? what you're just talking about requires somebody that knows the general concept of well, the how common curb sense works. factor. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. I don't I don't like that term anymore because I, I – I think you guys think it's common sense that you see the high point and the That's hump and all point. that, yeah. but I just, I don't, you guys grew up differently than, than the kids do now. Mm-hmm. And they, they're not seeing the same thing. So what you think is common sense. Yeah. I, I think that we, we shouldn't take that a, a, as an automatic. Yeah. Yep. Someone like you has to show those kids, yeah. Hey, this is what a low point actually is. Mm-hmm. And here's what it looks like. When this it's is, built, here's what it looks like when it's staked. Here's the things you got to look out for. Yeah. Here's what you got to look down the line and try to see that. I yeah. don't, I think we take it for granted too much that, and we get super disappointed. Why doesn't this kid know that? Well, it's happening right now. Like I, we're the ones that aren't doing yeah, it. I, I'm yeah. very guilty of that. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think we all are. They assuming they know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but fortunately our guys, uh, we've been together long enough now that, they they they're able to say timeout. Yep. Yeah. Back back up a little bit. I don't understand from here. You know it, what it, I mean? Yeah. I went from one yeah. to ninety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I want to circle back on the importance of building a relationship with the superintendent and even like the guy who's installing the curb. All the contractors out there. Oh. Because yeah. you know, like you mentioned, you know, tearing curb out. It happens. You know, it happens. But if you have a good relationship with those, you know, those folks, they're going to call you and be like, hey, you know. 
Jeff, something doesn't look right out here and give you the opportunity to go back and fix it. Yeah, correct. Or, or take another look. They're going to put it in the wrong spot, knowing it's in the wrong spot. Knowing they don't it, like you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. and exactly. And they'll just gather evidence to use against you. Yeah, that's happened, believe it or not. I've, mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had them say, well, we knew it was wrong, but we built it to your stakes anyway. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's dirty. You want to get that's me dirty. going. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's super frustrating. This particular situation, they set it right in front of the superintendent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are the, um, like the, like the qualities of a good construction staking surveyor or construction surveyor in general? Well, I, I guess the experience has got to be in mm-hmm. my book, number one, Yeah. you know, so it's not like you can just go out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you got to have the experience, patience, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and, uh, I, I'm big on communication. Huge. Yep. So, you know, it, I mean, you can only as a, a per, you, you can only be someone that runs GPS and robot. You can only be so good. Mm-hmm. There's a limit yeah. there. Yep. I mean, okay. This guy can run, he knows everything about it, but he can't talk to the superintendent. Y- y- yep. Y- you see what I mean? So it's that communication totally agree. and, um, you know, being fl- flexible with, um, how things are done mm-hmm. you know i've got a set way but i'm all i learn every day yeah. from from people that just start and from people that are you know older than me and have sure. more experience so yep. um and yeah what what's the best way to do this yep. bottom line and, and not a lot of people especially in your position have that same mentality it's, no it's no, it's yeah. not this mm-hmm. is the way I did it. This is this the way is it has I to be done. It. And that, yeah. that may be, that may work for them and be safe, but it's, it's not going to help grow the industry in general. It's not going to help grow anyone else around you. Yeah. 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 And yeah, and just acting like a professional, you know, that's, that's it. I, yeah. I, that goes so far yeah. in little things. Like when you're putting lath in the ground, right? Put the lath in straight for God's sake. Yeah. Don't have it on a freaking <laughs> 30 degree angle. It's just sloppy. Yeah. And it just yeah. automatically gives people a bad impression yeah you know yeah. Yeah. little Perce- things like that perception clean trucks yep yeah huge got to have clean trucks and yep. you know up- updated equipment take stuff. pride per- perception yep. means something you know yeah. what i mean and definitely and that's yeah that's something thank goodness we're you know we're doing really yeah. well on yeah so you mentioned um lately lately <laughs> you mentioned like the advancement of machine control that's come a long way and that has kind of changed the industry a little bit on the construction staking side i mean obviously there's still a need of course but you know it's really setting control for the machine control guys they get a lot of the rough grade done you know with i don't want to say well with less stakes it requires less staking a for sure right stakes, yeah. um how, how has that changed things, do you think? So when 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 I first heard about machine control, gosh, this was 10, 12 years yep. ago when it, it's gotten way bigger since then. Yeah. Um, but um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, I, I a lot of a lot of surveyors that I worked with were like, um, this is going to root, you know, it's going to take work away from us. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. What I did was I said, no, this is an opportunity to learn how to build models. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, models aren't cheap to build you know, good ones, good, good models are worth something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what I, that's what I learned to do. And, and then of course learned, like I said earlier, learned how to operate the equipment and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's changed, you know, dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think the, I think for the better. Um, So I got, I got a good segue on there because I want to loop in the conversation we had. We talked about it 
uh, after Roads and Streets because it was that conversation that we started talking about digital delivery mm -hmm. and the idea that instead of there ever being a hard paper plan set, it always exists in a model. That's it. You deliver the model, you build it off the model, you as built it right there, and that's it. Have you uh, have you thought about that? Or because what what I when why I'm asking you is we had this conversation about it and no one from the construction staking world had it, was in the conversation. So uh, and, may, and maybe you haven't heard of this before, but uh, think about the idea that you instead of there being a plan set, it's just in the the model space. Just in okay, you only have a cat file. And you're constantly working in a 3D world. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. And it's going to go there because, you know, now it's, it's on definitely going sites, to go there. You know, there's guys, you know, with VR glasses and, yeah. and that type thing. I mean, I can just see the day probably not too far off where surveyors have those VR glasses. They have the 3D model right in front of them with their rover, with whatever, staking based on that. You're blowing my mind here. And I'm <laughs> going to show my age. On this. I, I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I'm too old for to be in something like that at this point but uh i i couldn't imagine doing a, a project without paper without paper plans sure. you know what i mean yep. but yeah i agree with you that in that the next is, 10 years is, it is it, it is, is coming yes that, yeah. and, and I, whether you want to admit it you'll still be serving in 10 years okay you're never retiring you're never right. retiring right. Right. If sean has a say <laughs> well i remember when i when i first heard of gps i was like oh that ain't gonna take <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh right <laughs> well i, I saw this demo of a drone that set stakes right mm -hmm. so it had like almost like like a machine like those rotary machine guns i, I can't remember what those are called but it had had like a, a a set of stakes and it had like every stake had an rfid chip built into it right so the drone would fly over to the location do a little adjustment you know i'm not sure exactly how the mechanics of it worked drill this stake into the ground that had an RFID chip on the top of it. So any, and anybody could walk up to that stake with the app on the phone, scan the chip and know what that stake wow. is. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, But the problem is like, it's not a perfect solution because there was a couple of times where the drone would like would land, try to drill the stake into the ground. It would hit a rock, uh, yeah. end up like this yeah. drone. Doesn't know it goes to the next one, yeah, right, you know, yeah. so <laughs> it's not a perfect solution, no. but there are advancements like that that are happening well, that that and the uh the robots that do the the the, the painting yeah, oh, yeah. like the first you Those know dogs yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 well i think that something's something that we haven't even thought about is what will be the next thing for sure the next big thing yeah yeah absolutely um what else something else you mentioned because it's always a challenge what was it oh, as builds as builds are always a freaking challenge <laughs> on any project. It's my favorite. And I don't know what the solution is, but um, I, mean, you know, I, I know what the solution is, but go ahead. The thing you meant, but you mentioned like one solution, like you mentioned earlier, is like, just think proactively. It's like this curb's built. Why not shoot it? Why not as built it? You know, that manhole's in. Why not shoot it? Um, but tr keeping track of all that is just gosh, man hours, a lot of man hours. Such and a challenge. The, the, to me, the worst thing is, is trying to estimate estimate it if you put if you put in an estimate oh it's really going to take a six trips out there uh you know mm -hmm. it, it, you're going to blow your budget or 10 trips out there you're going to blow your and not going to get any work you can't put enough it. money in the as built you, as you would never have, get the, a that, job that's exactly why i keep you know the as built low and expect 
mm-hmm. uh, expect them to be got <laughs> yeah, as we, right. as we get, yeah. as we do, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, it's a, it's a complete challenge. And I don't know of yeah. any other way than, you know, just kind of, you know, muscle through it. That's, yeah. And then certain jurisdictions like city of Phoenix has built. What a freaking nightmare. Oh, what, like, yeah. What's required there? I, and I had this idea. I actually posed it to uh, the city of Phoenix survey. I'm like, why don't you hire a separate survey company to just do as builds? And they get really, really good at it. All they do is as builds because, first of all, it's, in, it's a third party, whatever. Because, yeah. yeah. come on, let's face it. We've all done it. Did you as built that? Yes. Sure. Yeah, Was it sure right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. As built. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of fuzzy well, math. This one over Smoke here. And this mirrors. one over here. So the one, the point in between. Yeah. You know, we've it's got to be good, good. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a joke in a lot of ways, you know. But well, what I want to go is, I think you should take as built completely out of the. Per- I think that should be. Well, that's if the if there's one thing that you don't need yep. an, a physical person to do, is that. Yeah. Set up the drone thing in the spot. It flies the area every mm-hmm. once a week or every day and just, and mm-hmm. at the end, do the whole terrestrial scanner thing and get, you know, Nat's ass on it yeah. and just completely take the idea of the surveyor doing as built out of it. Yeah. Well, I, and agree, the surveyor was going to tie in to make the, make the shots yeah. make right. sense. But if you had a daily drone flight that just, you would get every bit of information that you need. Mm-hmm. And then when the thing's all the way done, you know, take the, take the, you know, the Navis one or the terrestrial scan or any of those things that can mm-hmm. get you down close as you need to yep. do all your checks and ground truthing and all that stuff, but yep. take it out of the, the surveyor's responsibility and put it make sure and say it's okay. That that's the one unmanned thing that we're going to do. Truth of the matter is, is uh, let's say let's say you, uh, you you built a ten mile road and you put a water line in and sewer and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go through the as built and everything, and then they they come in three years later, and they want to tie into this stuff. They pothole everything anyway. Yeah. Well, but, you know but they but don't my, use. Th- my point is though, they pothole everything because the shit that they get is so inconsistent Ex- is because of what I, I, they've I, had on either they ha- don't have it on file gonna, or what they do have on file says it's over here yeah. but the, i'm standing on the valve and it's definitely not mm-hmm. over there yeah. and yeah so that, that i think that's been born out of what's how it's always been done mm-hmm. and i think if you just say you know what nope the drone does it from now on then it's only it's mm-hmm. only a very accurate models that has built and then yeah. that then it's then it lives in that land and then the next guy comes in he has to do it the same way yes it's going to be more expensive but mm-hmm. i think that i think that's the way you're going to go is yes yeah. and then, I, I totally agree with you and that works for anything on the surface but you still got to have that person dipping manholes and stuff like that to get the stuff not if you're flying drone every single day Oh, so you're seeing like get the yeah. pipe when it's yeah, exposed. Yeah, yeah. You, you get pipes invert before yeah. they cover it up. Yeah. Well, in, in well, uh, unless it's like okay, they dug the trench, fed pipe, yeah, shade and yeah. covered up in that same time period. But yeah. I think you could get just about you get everything. a lot of it. For you sure. get a lot of it, yeah. especially the stuff that's buried before yeah. it's actually backfilled. Well, yeah. what we were doing in Texas was when we'd put the pipeline in. Uh, we were put it, we had a uh, machine control on excavators, big excavators, you know? Yep. So we dropped, we dropped the pipe in and then just reach out with the excavator bucket and take a shot on and it. And just push, push the button, push the button and, and, and record take it. a shot on mm. it, you know? Yep. And that we put it in, take a shot, put it in, take a shot. Interesting. And that, that works out really well Yeah. too. That's another benefit to yep. machine control. Yeah. It just blows my mind that it's, you know, almost 2024, 
all this fancy, cool new technology we talk about. And still right now, in order to get a plan, a, a development, any kind of we, new construction we have submitted and approved, yep. somebody's got to go out and shoot a million points and make and verify that it was in. I mean, that just blows my mind. Yeah. Or retention basins, right? Oh, oh. Getting those volumes right. It's like, well, like, I mean, if we had the, if, it, if the top's like three tenths higher, we get the volume and then you start fuzzing, you know. Come but, on. but but then you're also like, okay, we'll send the guys back out to yeah. go take a couple points or three tenths <laughs> higher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I I don't get it, but mm -hmm. that's where I think we just chop it off and say, you know what? Only drone from now on, or only only scan from now on. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of the technologies for sure. I mean, I think the drone idea has a place and provides value, but then like a mobile lidar type thing. Yeah, that, I mean, that's I mean, up the type stuff, the so, type stuff something, yeah. but. And and I agree that you got to have the person that's out there that's setting the stake before they place it. So mm -hmm. you can have somebody look down the line and say, you know what, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Or I know the model says this, but, you know, my curb is going this way and it should be going this way. And though you can't, you got to have a person experienced in all these in, to, to be able to do that. But yeah. the idea of as built, there's no thought there. There's no. Mm -hmm. In, in, I mean, what what am I missing here? Other yeah, than I know. other than at the end deciding if it when it didn't get in the right place, if that's still an issue or not, mm -hmm. which you can still do, right? Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. What else you got, Jeff? Uh, let's see. Um, go Broncos. Go Broncos. Yeah. They, what uh, they turned their season season around? So I far. I know. I know. What what do you see as far as we talk a lot about? You know. Uh, technology but what do you see in the next 10 years in this in this space a lot of the same thing well or, like i said I, earlier i think there's things that we haven't even thought of yet that are gonna that are gonna pop up you know you yeah, know what i, I mean agree. so you know when, when i started surveying mm -hmm. gps wasn't was just three letters you, you know what i mean yeah and then robotic total stations came came around and yep. man I like, can't get any better than this yep. those sds data collectors or the tds mm -hmm. data collectors with the survey pro or whatever can't get any better than this and it keeps and that, getting better that, <laughs> that's the consistency that's the one yeah. thing that i could see is yeah every time i think it can't get better mm -hmm. you know five six years later it does yeah i think it's going to go with those goggles i think oh, you're going to so, come totally. out with those glasses yeah. and not that you're going you're not going to use it to set the stake i think you are i think you're going to use it at the very minimum to make sure that okay this the curb should be going this way yeah do my stakes line yeah. up with what yeah. the model shows yeah because yeah. yeah. that's going to yeah. be that that to me is it is whatever that cost it's mm -hmm. probably worth it to make sure that we're not deviating from what the plans say because that's the first that's the, mm -hmm. the, the easiest thing to fix is yep. you had the guy out there that curb went the went went right he kept going straight didn't realize it yeah <laughs> and that's the, that's the 10 grand or whatever we had to pay to fix that seems like i can build that into the that, that seems doable mm -hmm. you know put that with voice recognition on mm -hmm. your data collector dude i've been saying that for oh, years yeah that's a good one yeah i've been and, saying that and, for years yeah yeah, well, and like, um, you know, robots now, robotic total stations have scanners built into them mm -hmm. as well, you know, so there's that technology that could be taken into consideration as it pertains to as-built, you know, mm -hmm. but I think scanning just about everything is like the best as-built you're ever going to get. Sure. For sure. Yeah, the idea that when you see how many points are 
on a set of drawings and someone has to put the stick on it and push the button for every that seems, seems a little, to uh, it yeah. just cavemanish. Yeah, yeah, for 2024 and all the cool shit that's out there, that Definitely. still seems very antiquated and yeah. I, I I think there's a way to to make it cost effective and and a much better product. Totally agree. Agreed. Totally agree. <sighs> Can't believe I sound like a surveyor. <laughs> You love it. <laughs> if you had to do it all over again, you'd you'd actually make a good surveyor. Probably yeah. ma probably a better surveyor than you are an engineer. Yeah, well, I'm a pretty, <laughs> I'm, I'm a pretty terrible engineer, so you're setting the bar pretty low there. Oh, <laughs> uh, so funny. What else? You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. What else, Jeff? I don't. What do you want to get out there? The, huh? What, what else do you want to get out there? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Whatever you guys think, you're. This is your show. Yeah, you're the boss. Ask me questions. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, we're we're about to, time to wrap up here, and there is a question that we ask every single guest. Okay. Um, and you may have heard this. Uh, do you have a mantra that you live by? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I can make up one real quick. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be tattooed on okay, your back okay, or anything. For, but for like a. Uh... <laughs> On your, on your lower back. <laughs> your the lower. first thing that would come to mind would be like, you, you're going to, if you mess up, fess up. Oh, uh, we didn't even talk about that. I'm, that I'm, is huge. I'm, oh, I love gonna, that. I'm going to mess up next week again. Yeah. You know, at, especially in the survey world, you, you can hide it for a while, mm -hmm. but eventually, uh, eventually it's going to catch up to you. It's going to catch up to you. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Especially but, on a construction site. It, I mean, exactly. you cannot. You can't, water, water is going to be, the, is going to tell you, it's going to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And but, if it's you sit in water there, you yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and that goes back to building that relationship, you know. And once you do that once, like I I fucked up. Listen, this is wrong. We yeah, have to then, restake it. They are going to respect you so yes, much more. Absolutely. That, Here, fuck this up. I'm going to come back tomorrow and get it fixed for you yeah. and it's it's all the, thumbs the up. Thank you. You get all the respect in the world. Hundred percent. Yep. They find it the week after. They know you did it wrong, and you deny it. We lost all credibility, and I'm working out of a hole. Well, you know, you you sit and fester over it for a week, and how, how terrible <laughs> yeah. it's going to be when you finally fess up. It's like, shit. Why did I? Uh, no. Why did I? Why did I why carry suffer? that? Why with did me? I suffer yeah. for a week? I yeah. should have get, done this last week. Get it out there. Yeah. Get it off. Yeah. Yeah. So much easier to just, like you said, fess up. That's a great mm -hmm. mantra. Actually. That is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. I love that one. <laughs> yep. All right. Anything else, Sean? Uh, it was a great conversation. I knew no. it would be. Oh, well, of course. Just because, you know. I we, look we, forward we, to it all day. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jeff, really appreciate you coming yep. by. Thanks, absolutely. Jeff. Thanks for inviting me. Loved it. Me. Yeah, Finally. Yeah, it was good. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time we heard that. first time. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks again for listening. Another great episode, adding value, making friends. That's what we do. Um, corrosion of conformity. Corrosion of conformity. Before we before we get out of here completely, Sean mentioned it earlier, friends of the program, 2024. We have a couple openings. Send yeah. us an email, info at thegeoholics.com if you're interested. Um, got some really cool stuff coming up this year. Absolutely. More, more to follow. Corrosion of conformity. What's the name of the song? Clean My Wounds. Ooh, nice. Available oh. everywhere. <laughs> Thanks again. Till next time. Be safe and healthy. <laughs> hey, I don't have it written down in front of me. I forget. <laughs> <laughs>
It's a good song for a construction staker. Yeah. Knock it down. Knock it down. <laughs>